everybody. Welcome to Rock and Roll Shinsu Chu, episode number 62. My name is Gabe Estel. I'm here with my co-hosts, Dennis Levi Leach and Jonathan Gatz. How's it going, guys? 62, how do you do? That's right. Well, we're so excited. Tonight, we are really thrilled to welcome comedian, producer, and trivia host, Ryan Buds. Ryan's an old friend of mine, and he's from the south suburbs of Chicago, but he currently resides in L.A., uh, his comedy is aired on Fox's Laughs, as well as grabbed attention from WGN, CBS, Time Out Chicago, and I guess it's on every comedian's resume, United Healthcare. Um, he has hosted <laughs> over a thousand trivia nights at venues around the country with his company Trivia with Buds. Uh, currently, he serves as a segment producer on Nickelodeon's Crash Leets, uh, which is hosted by Rob Gronkowski. So he's in with Gronk. Uh, produced by uh, Rob Durdick's Super Jacket Productions. He's also produced for Ridiculousness, Tosh.0, uh, and Minute to Win It. So, yeah, quite uh, quite a CV there. He's a busy Ryan. dude. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he's a funny dude. So Ryan's really a funny guy, and we had a lot of fun talking to him. Um, you know, hang with us. There are a few gremlins that snuck into my computer, or, you know, maybe it's just time to retire my AOL connection. <laughs> All right. Here goes Ryan. Welcome to Rock and Roll Shinsu Chu. Gabe, Dennis, Jonathan, how's it going, guys? Doing good. Excellent. I'm doing well. I'm sitting in my backyard in California. It was about a thousand degrees today, and at nighttime, it's uh, sun's going down. It's nice and cool, and uh, I'm enjoying a nice Corona. Excellent. Nice. That sounds well perfect, done. man. Yeah, for, mm-hmm. you're winning, Ryan. Jeez. Yeah, it's going. All right. it's going good. Good deal. Um, well, yeah, just to give everybody a little bit of context, Ryan and I actually uh, used to work together, and um, Ryan, I noticed that he was he was doing stand-up com- comedy, and then he moved out to L.A., and it sounds like, Ryan, from what I understand, that was a good move. Sure. All the Corona you could drink, Gabe. All the Corona you could drink. <laughs> it's just it's like Corona in the street. It's, it's, uh, it is Corona light, though, and there's no <laughs> limes, so it, uh, it's not, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, give and take. All right. Real, real middle class Corona, if you want to say. <laughs> so it's a hell of a Well, well, Ryan, um, you know, we'll, we're going to share your info. Everybody can check out Ryan's material at ryanbuds.com. And then also, Ryan uh, does trivia with, uh, and you can check that out at triviawithbuds.com and find him on social media at ryanbuds. You know, Ryan, before you tell us a little bit about kind of what drew you to stand up, since this is your first time speaking to us, would you mind telling us about your first stand-up gig? Yeah, of course. Um, I went to Western Illinois University, as you and I have talked about before, uh, and I saw a open mic in the dorm basement. I saw a flyer for it, and um, was dating a girl at the time who was like, you're always talking about stand-up, you're always making me listen to stuff you think's funny, you've got to do it. And I had done speech team and, and a lot of performing and plays and things like that in high school. I used to go watch open mics at a place called the Barrel of Laughs in Oaklawn, Illinois, which is now a, a dollar store, sadly. Uh, <laughs> but I used, to, I used to go up there. They, if you were 16 and older, they let you go in there and kind of just hang out. So I would just uh, have a couple Cokes and watch these comedians on Wednesday night do open mic. And I'm like, I think I could do this. I, I think I can do this at some point. Um, and then I went away to college when I was 19. And... Uh, that first winter away at college, I saw that flyer. My uh, girlfriend was like, you got to do it. And uh, I did it and it went pretty good. And my friends showed up and kind of, I didn't want anybody there that I knew and they all showed up anyway. And, um, (laughs) some stuff got some decent laughs. I think I used to do something about, um, something about how sharing toilet paper with my college roommates was like, 
in compa- some kind of comparison to it to being like minutes on a cell phone. That's how old these, these, <laughs> these jokes were. It was like it was like, oh, we only have so many rolls, and we have roaming rolls, which means you can shit anywhere you want, or you know, something like that. Um, and it was enough to get some college kids in a dorm basement with hot cocoa to laugh. So uh, you kind of get addicted to that, and you just keep doing it. So when I went home. For Christmas break, I went to the Barrel Laughs, and that was my first time at like a comedy club. And I did their open mics, and then you know you just kind of keep getting better at it, and you keep talking to people, and and uh, you know you go on these long road trips every once in a while, or just a long weekend if somebody let you open for them, and then you kind of get to you know uh, bust their brain, bust their brain. That's not a phrase. Pick their brain. Uh, while busting their balls. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, while you're in the car, um, going up to like Minnesota to do a holiday Inn or something for $50. So it was, uh, it was a lot of fun early on and I learned a lot. And, uh, again, you just get addicted to it and you keep doing it. And, uh, yeah, 10 years, uh, I've been doing it for 10 years. That was 2006 winter of 2006. Well, so yeah, you've opened for some famous comics before. Um, what was it like to perform before someone like Dennis Miller? Uh, was the catering awesome? <laughs> yeah 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 I, there was no there was no catering but that was i do remember that show was the first show someone uh came up to me and said mr buds do you need anything and i said uh yeah i guess i'll have a bottle of water and the guy got on his like headpiece and he's like mr buds wants a water and then someone brought me a water and i was like holy shit you wow know? uh that was kind of cool that was in two that was in 2006 i i had this really cool opportunity um really early on where i won a radio contest on 97.9 The Loop in Chicago, and uh, the contest was to open for Dennis Miller, um, and it was just based on voting, and that was in 2006. I mean, people were online, but not nearly, oh, it wasn't yeah. like everybody, people weren't like, um, you know, on their phones every second of every day and that kind of thing, so it was harder to get people to, to do stuff like vote for you in an online contest. And, you had to like put it out on your MySpace page. Yeah, and I remember like the the four people that were in the the finals it was like me a friend of mine named ken gar who's doing really well out in la and uh i see him all the time he's my oldest friend in comedy so it was me and him and then it was uh an old guy who his audio clip was just him talking into his computer there was no audience so it was like it was like stand up but it was really more just like bad badly recorded thoughts and then uh the other clip was a woman who was just like I'm a chocoholic. Like it was, it was very, very lame comedy. She was, was reading like, Kathy comic strips. Pretty much, yeah. It was like that. It was like the live action Kathy, which uh, I might, I might pitch to Hollywood tomorrow. Now, that, now no, that we're talking about it, take that idea, run. Yeah, run. yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, it was kind of wild, and um, it was, uh, it was very interesting uh, to be in that contest. But you know, it was basically down to me and my friend Ken, and uh, he's about ten years older than me, so I, I had the young vote. And I won, so it was kind of cool. And all my family got to come and watch in like the the front row, and they got to watch Dennis Miller, and it was really cool. It was a really fun experience. And I got to do twenty minutes, you know, in front of two thousand people, and I had been doing comedy for like four or five months at the time. Wow! So it was uh, very influential on me to not ever get uh, nervous in front of big crowds uh, after that, because you know I, I don't think I've ever performed in front of two thousand people since. Probably a thousand people, but not two thousand, you know. Sure. Yeah. Have yeah. You, um, so uh, sh- a Chicago band, uh, Wilco, they often have comedians as opening acts. Um, yeah, I think they use Todd Berry a lot, don't they? Todd Berry, maybe? I think they have. I think they yeah, have. Yeah. Um, uh, but is there a musician or band you'd want to open for? Ooh, that's a good question. I've never been asked that before. Um, I'm, I guess it would just be like a band I really enjoy so I could see the concert for free, right? 
Yeah, right. Um, I'd like to open for Prince. Oh, wait, it's too late. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, Prince was on my bucket list, and I can't believe I didn't get to see him. And he played so many residents. He played that residency in Chicago. He did the one in L.A. Um, a little bit before that, I think. So that was definitely one that I'm going to miss out on for sure. But if I had to pick one band to uh, open for, I think uh, logistically I would pick a band like Bon Jovi because they have such a huge fan base. And if you did good, I feel like those are really, really loyal fans of like – all ages. I feel like you'll see kids at a Bon Jovi concert whose parents brought them. And then you'll see people, my parents age and people, my older siblings age and people, my age. I feel like that's a really good that's demographic really strategic of you. Yeah. <laughs> that's that. I mean, I, I like Bon Jovi to a degree, but not, you know, I've seen him before. So it would, it would be more a strategy movie. Yeah, for sure. That what a weird coincidence. Uh, we just had a guest on who, uh, his band opened for Bon Jovi. And it was really? Kind of a big deal. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's uh. Wait. What was the name of the band? Uh, the Steepwater Band from Chicago. Oh. Okay. Yeah. There. That's funny. I, they must do that a lot because I saw when I saw them live. It was in uh, Milwaukee about eight years ago, and a band. Man, I, the, the name escapes me. But they were a local band, and they won the opportunity to open for Bon Jovi, and I really enjoyed them, and I bought their CD. And I followed them online, and then I remember they broke up like two years ago. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, they, they couldn't couldn't keep it together. Yeah, well, you know, Steepwater's still going, so uh, yeah, there there's no go. curse there. Um, <laughs> Very good. But no, I like that Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. Uh, how do you get through a bad gig or like a big, you know, you tank? It happens to the best I, of us, right? Yeah, and I assume like, like, you know, Steve had some great stories about hecklers, obviously. How, how have you ever had to deal with hecklers? You know, Steve's a master. He has so, he's had so many clips that went viral and things for dealing with hecklers. Um, I guess I could tell you this story. I uh, One of the first times I got heckled, I was in a contest on the south side of Chicago for this uh, Latino promoter called Mikey O. And uh, he did a contest called Last Loco Standing. So it was when that show was very popular, Last Comic Standing. And uh, it was a $500 cash prize. It was like a four-week-long contest, uh, contest in the month of September. And one of the – on the last night, it was down to me and three other guys. And um, they did little things to kind of mess with you. So they had like a, a heckler planted in the audience. So I had – they wanted you to kind of like deal with a heckler in the moment. Um, so this guy would yell stuff out. And uh, I saw he was doing it to the comics that went before me. Um, and they just kind of ignored it. And it was just kind of awkward. Um, so I knew when I got up there when I, I could tell, I'm like, Oh, that guy's a plant or something, you know? Um, so I knew that when I got up there, I had to say something. And the only thing I could think of, cause I was like, I think a year and a half into comedy, I was like, uh, there's a line, there was a David Cross line from, I think Mr. Show. And he says, Hey man, I don't come down to where you work and, and slap the dick out of your mouth. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll just have that ready to go. And, uh, the first time he yelled something out, I said that. And the place like erupted. Like it was like, <laughs> I, I think everyone's heard that before. Like I, I didn't try and claim it as my own, but I just said it and people like lost their shit. And like the, the heckler, like I think got up and like left cause he was laughing so hard. It was like the dumbest thing I could think of, but it, it ended up me. I won the contest because of that. And, uh, they gave me $500 at 57th and Pulaski on the South side of Chicago. And I was like, now I got to walk to my car with all these, <laughs> right? with all these thugs. Yeah. So, but it was, it was interesting. Yeah. So, um, to answer your other question, um, you said, have I ever, how do I deal with a really bad show? Um, I honestly, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like an asshole, but I don't have like, uh, I, I don't have, even if a show is bad, it doesn't affect me in a way that would 
that would make me have to deal with it, if that makes sense. I, I would just kind of be like, all right, I'll do the next one. You know, there's, there's always times, I think That's, even, you know, as a musician, which it sounds like some of you guys are, um, where, you, you know, you're just like, well, there's always next time kind of thing. Well, <laughs> like, well, and that's actually that's very baseball player of you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's, what I, that's what I would. That's what you I was going for. Game, you that's what I was going for. You know, you got to play tomorrow. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, you know, in LA, there's a lot of times where you could be the best comedian in the world, and there's just certain venues and audiences out here that just it almost seems like they don't like anything. Like you're, you're watching, and you're like. They're not laughing at anything, and sometimes the audience is all comedians, and you're like, well, I'm probably not going to get any laughs here. So it's like you kind of get used to not getting uh, a certain response out of certain rooms out here and stuff like that. And that's that's anywhere, you know, New York, Chicago, et cetera. Um, so it's not like something that is, is something you have to really deal with. It's just kind of part of part of the whole thing. Um, but they're, you know, uh, there's a lot, as, as I, you know, going into a decade in comedy, uh, there's a lot of times where I'm like, like tonight, there's an open mic down the street, and I'm like, should I go to that open mic? And I'm like, I think I would get more out of my night not going to that open mic and waiting to go up and hanging out and all that stuff. And there are some times where I really want to do that and work on a new bit or, or see certain people and that kind of thing. Um, but tonight, I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, I have all this uh, <clears throat> Facebook promotion type stuff I have to get set up for the next two weeks. Um, and I'd be better spent my time to do that. So yeah, it's a lot of, you know, when you're, when you're first starting out, you're, you're kind of like really hungry for just the stage time. Um, I remember, you know, doing three to five mics a night in Chicago on certain nights and, and really getting out there and, and, uh, driving all over the place. And, and I still do stuff like that from time to time. I was in Chicago the last two weekends in a row. Are you guys all from Chicago? No, we're all from downstate Illinois. Oh, gotcha. But you, does anyone live in Chicago land right now? Besides yeah. Dave? Uh, no, uh, Jonathan is in Kansas City and I'm in Colorado. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's real spread out. Um, very good. Um, but yeah, I was in Chicago the last two weekends. I actually officiated two weddings uh, on both Fridays. Wow. Uh, one for my friend's little sister, one for uh, a friend who was in my own wedding. So it was really, really fun, successful two weddings. And those were That's the cool. th- third and fourth ones I've done. So that was really cool. And then um, those were both Friday night weddings. So Saturday night uh, last week, I tried to get my comedy fixing because I haven't really done the, the, the circuit in Chicago in a while where you, you know, you drive around and try and hit up all these spots. So I did three, I did a set at Zany's downtown Chicago and then I drove out to the suburbs and I did uh, the improv, which they call the Chicago improv, but it's in Schaumburg, Illinois. And then I drove to a chicken wing dive bar in Berwyn, Illinois at a place called Cigars and Stripes and did a third set. So it was like that kind of brought me back to doing that all the time when I lived there. Um, and it was a lot of fun. So yeah, I mean, ten years in, it's like some nights you're like, "No, nah, I'm not doing it," and then ten years in, you're like, "Oh, I got to do it three times." You know? <laughs> right so, on. So, yeah, yeah. And you just recently launched a really entertaining podcast called Trivia with Buds. Yeah. Um, how'd that come to be? I uh, I had done a podcast when they kind of went through a boom in uh, Chicago land. Well, I mean, everywhere, but in in the year like 2010, 2011, I feel like everyone, every comedian, started a podcast for like a few weeks. Um, so I did one for like 30 episodes, you know, like a little over half a year, uh, with a friend of mine named Kevin Kellum, another funny Chicago guy. And, uh, we did it and we just kind of both got busy and, you know, th- nothing ever really came of it. So we just stopped doing it. So I always wanted to do another one cause I really enjoyed the medium and listened to quite a few myself. Um, and I was like, whenever I do one, I got to figure out it has to be branded in some way or there has to be some kind of gimmick to it. So it's not just like comedians sitting around BSing, you know? 
Um, yours, I, I like, I like what yours is all about, even though I might not necessarily be in the baseball, it's a very unique and specific title that makes you go like, Oh, if I was into that, uh, and music, this would be the one to listen to. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so that was kind of my goal. I'm like, I got it. It has to be specific or, or, or branded in some way. And the trivia stuff kind of started as, um, a small side business. I mean, not even a business. I was just doing it because I didn't uh, have any, I was a full-time comedian in Chicago, like 2009 and 10. And then, uh, or no, 2011 and 12. And then we moved out here in October, 2012. And I just was trying to stay afloat. So I was doing these trivia nights when I first moved out here and a few in Chicago before I had left. And, um, they're super fun. They're easy. And, uh, I, I, I seemed to get pretty good at it and it made my hosting skills better and my improv skills better. And, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so <clears throat> when I was kind of struggling and, uh, to make money in LA, when I first moved here, I just set up a few trivia nights and that kind of kept, kept me and my wife afloat for a long time. Um, so I always wanted to keep doing them. Uh, and, and they just kind of seemed to keep building and, and, and a lot of people kept requesting me, uh, through other bars and stuff like that. Um, so now I have about seven locations. You can see them all on my website, trivia with buds, B U D D S.com. And you could uh, play almost every night of the week in LA which is really cool. And, uh, that's kind of like my fan base. Um, I, 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 you know, I read a lot of marketing stuff and they always say to make sure you have a unique niche. So there's not a lot of comedians that host trivia. So if I could be the only one or the one that, uh, people know when they first think of that, uh, that's, that's my goal. So, um, yeah, just turn that into a side business that really helps, helps me stay afloat out here. Um, in between other projects that I'm working on. Like we're on a month hiatus right now for my day job on this Nickelodeon show called crash leads. Uh, so the trivia stuff is great because I can still, you know, I can put even more time into it, invest more into setting up new nights and stuff like starting a podcast, um, in these hiatuses. Uh, so that's, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. You can search, uh, trivia buds on iTunes and Libsyn and Google play and all that stuff and check out uh, new episodes every Tuesday. We've put out two so far. And, uh, the, the show is basically two comedians or two TV producers or two authors or whoever I can find to go head to head in a trivia contest with two topics that they're good at. So the first episode is Ghostbusters versus the Chicago White Sox. You guys probably like that. Um, and then the second episode is Seinfeld versus, uh, 90s wrestling. And the third episode that comes out tomorrow is Harry Potter versus U.S. Geography. Um, <laughs> So it's a little little bit of something for everybody, which is what I try and do with my trivia nights anyway. Um, so hopefully people will listen f- uh, for a variety of reasons. You know, hopefully they like the guests or the dynamic between the guests or the relationship between them um, or them uh, the relationship between them and me, the host, or they like those topics specifically or they like general trivia in general or they just like, you know, a funny podcast. So hopefully there's something for everybody there. Yeah. Are there uh, any statistics kept on how many listeners think it's a trivia about a trivia podcast with bong hits or? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. A lot of people are always asking me if, uh, you know, they're like, uh, do you, since I've started doing comedy, they're like, Oh, you should sell pot. You should do smoke pot on stage. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. uh, it, it would be a little easy. And, uh, I've definitely oh, thought yeah. about doing different stuff with it. I've done a lot of shows in dispensaries, which is always fun. Um, <laughs> nice. out here, out here, there's, you know, Colorado too. Uh, yeah, yeah. so there's, there's a lot of those. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, my ideal thing would be to kind of turn all these these events that I do into a travel show where, you know, I travel from dispensary to dispensary as more 
more and more states make it legal and uh, and put on like comedy trivia shows. That would be a lot of fun for me. So hopefully at some point that could be a, a solid pitch of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. This is I'm, I'm pretty okay. I'm back. Uh, you're still pretty scratchy, Gabe. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're still Gabe, pretty scratchy, Gabe. I don't know how to tell you this, but you've been replaced by me on your own podcast. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Ryan's Ryan's the new co-host now. Sure, <laughs> Gabe. We have a, a wonderful parting gift for you. It is a case of Corona Light, no limes. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> um. So, uh, uh, yeah, and obviously you've had a lot of time to to perfect this art of the trivia question. What makes a good trivia question? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I think that the best trivia question is one that makes you think in a variety of ways. And uh, one of the um, types of questions I've been doing a lot lately is called, uh, it's based off of a a card game, board game uh, from the UK called Linky, um, L-I-N-K-E-E. And it's an app you can download for free. It's from a company called Big Potato Games. And um, I'm actually sponsoring them at my trivia nights. They just released five party games in the U.S., and you can only get these games at Target. They're really fun um, games that remind you of other games, but are uh, flashier boxes, funner concept, that kind of thing. So there's a game that's like Cards Against Humanity that's called Bucket of Doom. There's a game that's like Telestrations called Scrawl. There's a game, Linky, that I'll tell you about in a second. And then there's a game called Obama Llama, which is a rhyming game. (laughs) Um, So it'll be like... uh, you have to give, uh, give a rhyming answer for everything for that one. So it'll be like, uh, the creator of Star Wars is all stuffed up with snot. And you'd be like, George Lucas, full of mucus, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay. um, so it's, it's, a, it's a really fun party game. And they sent me a giant box of all their games. And um, it was weird. I guess I could tell you guys as a good promotional thing. I was just checking uh, one day who was liking my Instagram posts. You know how it tells you every day. And, uh, I, I looked at this company and they had liked a bunch of my stuff from the last six months or so. And they were called big potato. And I found their app for their game linky and I started playing it. And then I'm like, this is a great game Then I incorporated that game into my trivia nights. Then people really liked that part of the trivia nights. So I wrote them and told them that. And then that kind of cultivated a relationship between me and this company where they're sending me all this cool promotional stuff, like starter packs of their games to give away at my trivia nights. Um, and things, things like that. Yeah. So it's really cool. And I love organic relationships like that, you know, where it's not forced on anybody. And I'm always trying to, um, you know, like when I post a link to listen to my podcast, I'm, I'm always trying to like <clears throat> put out a piece of content that happens to have the link in it rather than just being like, listen to the link. You know what I mean? Um, so like, here's something that you might get value out of. And then also, you know, if you enjoy this, you might click this link right below it or whatever. Um, and I think that that's key because that's all the stuff I always, you know, as soon as somebody calls me out and says like, Hey man, thanks for liking my picture. I'm like, Oh shucks. I got to talk to this person now. And then I like, you know, it, it just creates that little real moment rather than just like spam, 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 spam. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that is really fun. And, uh, you were asking me what makes a good trivia question. And I was going to give you an example of linky. So linky is four random questions and, uh, they have nothing in common, but their answers all have something in common. So it'll be four random questions and all the answers might be like the names of Beatles songs or it might be like they're all weapons from the game Clue or something like that. Okay. So I think that's really fun because you first have to come up with the answers to the four questions. Then you have to look at them as a team and go, oh, they're all colors of the rainbow or whatever, you know. Um, So it's like a two step question. And I think those are a lot of fun and people seem to have a lot of fun with those. So that would be my example of a, a pretty good question. Something like that. Speaking of trivia. 
Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. He's back. Hey guys, it was rough out there. Oh. Jeez. Well, you you ran, you ran out of those hour discs. You had to run out to Blockbuster and pick up a few more on the, on the I ran down to the AOL store. Uh, <laughs> that 56K modem finally died. I saw, I, saw, I saw your away message. It said, out to get more discs. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, anyway, Ryan, we're going to switch to some trivia questions for you to uh, Ooh. Our, uh, our, our segment here. Um, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll start out with mine here. This is a question about um, the 1988 film Punchline. And me not being a stand-up comedian, I think you guys just sit around and watch this movie all the time. But Ooh. that's probably not the case. Do you, um, want me to pre- do you want me to preface before you ask the question? I'll just tell you I've seen Punchline several times because oh, okay. there right. is a, a comedy condo. Do you guys know what that is? No. Yeah. And when you say it's when you work at certain comedy clubs to save money, the comedy club owns a condo near the comedy club, and that's where you stay. So they they don't have to put you up in a hotel. So it's like a condo that that most of them have owned for twenty to thirty years. That's usually super rundown and shitty. Some of them are really nice. Like there's a there's a condo in Appleton, Wisconsin, at a club called the Skyline Comedy Cafe, and that's like a really nice, well kept, modern condo. And all three comedians working there in a weekend will stay there. Um, and you kind of get to live with those guys or, or gals and get to know them and stuff. So that's a lot of fun. But sometimes like um, there's another one like Milwaukee Comedy Cafe, which I have worked in a long time. But the last time I worked it, they had a really rundown old condo with like a VCR taken apart on top of your TV <laughs> and like just really grody kind of a place. And um, it was uh, the only the VCR worked, and the only tape they had was Punchline. So <laughs> I've I've definitely watched Punchline a few times. Okay, well here's the question then, Ryan. What is the name? You should get this one. What is the name of the comedy club where the main characters were routinely? Oh, see, I can remember certain stuff like this, but in this case, I don't think I have an answer for Ooh. you at all. I know that it, it's got it's got to be something like. Like goofballs or like zippity doos or something. It's, it's, it's got to be a really over the top, um, you know, something like Zanies, but even crazier. Um, right. Maybe like, uh, man, is it called Chuckles or something like that? No, you know, it's it's a uh, good guess. It's it's called the gas station. The gas Ooh. station. I right. now I can see it in lights. Uh, now that you yeah. say it, yeah, man, uh, that uh, is uh, that is a good trivia right. question, especially for somebody that has seen the movie a few times. Well done. All right. Excellent. Jonathan, why don't you take the next one? All right. I'm going to switch to Seinfeld since I just listened to one of your episodes, uh, uh, which you you exhibited some Seinfeld knowledge. So I thought it was a safe, safe bet. Sure. Sure. Um, let's, let's see what you got. In the Seinfeld episode, The Pledge Drive, George is in charge of getting which New York Yankee to the PBS studios? Mm. To the PBS studios. Here, oh. here, here's a hint. Uh, they're sidetracked when George thinks he's being flipped the bird. And they it's stop not... at a gas station and the guy has a cast on his hand, it turns out. God damn it. I see. I, I, it's funny. It's like I'm not good at trivia, even though I ask thousands <laughs> of questions. On a daily basis, I ask hundreds of questions and I'm like stumped when somebody asks me a real question. I'm just glad it's a topic that I at least know. Um, I know it's not Keith Hernandez, but that'll be my answer. Keith Hernandez. Is Danny Tartable. Danny Tartable. Yes. Yep. Man. Yep. Yep. Levi, I'll let I you take I, the next one. I hope I get one. Uh, what major league pitcher who retired in 2013 was born in Crestwood, Illinois? Pass. Um, <laughs> no, I know this guy. These are all questions. That, <laughs> you're all. These are all questions that I. Bi- oh, holy! Sh- hold on, real quick. A giant rat just ran by me in my backyard. 
My daughter, my daughter. Carver, get out of there. My dog's trying to kill a rat. Hold on. All oh, right. my God. And my daughter just dumped a whole bag of chips upside down by the rat. Carver, get out of there. Get out. Stop it. This is just a creative way for me to not answer this As question. As we say, is this a diversionary uh, tactic? <laughs> Hold on just a second, guys. The rat ran by. She dumped the chips. Carver's trying to kill the rat. Okay. Uh, okay. So who is the, pitch, the pitcher? Is, uh, his name is, is, it some, is it Ryan something? Close. Yeah. The name we've got is Ron Mahay. Ron Mahay. Mayhay. Yeah. Mayhay. I think it's Mayhay. Or maybe that's Mayhay. just how. Okay. All Mayhay. right. Uh, yeah, I've heard that name a million times. Could not remember it. Uh, not a Hall of Famer, but nonetheless. Uh, he, he, uh, he, he lived literally on the same street as I did across ah. another, another major street. Yeah. Cool. Good deal. <laughs> let's um, ask me more questions I don't know. And let's let's, let's tell you. Right, go yeah, until yeah, you get yeah. one. Gosh. <laughs> Man, I, I don't, I don't, um, okay. This is a stand up comedy. Um, sure. And, uh, Chris Rock, which, which stand up comic? <laughs> Played the lead role in the 1996 film First Kid. Oh, uh, I remember <laughs> this. This is a classic. I remember this. The lead role in First Sinbad. Sinbad, right? Kid, there you go. Yes. Wow. Dang, all right. Finally. Holy okay, cow. So At least I, I got one. I'm going to do one now for, for Gabe and uh, Brian. Okay. You guys both went to Western Illinois in Macomb. And um, mine is a hard one. Gabe. And uh, Jonathan has an easier one. We'll, we'll do two quick Macomb questions. See if you no, no academic questions. I majored in Pink oh. Floyd and Hacky Sack. Leave. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 What was the name of the at one time very famous pottery company that was in Macomb, Illinois? <clears throat> Did it have barn after it? No. No. Then I have no answer. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, God. Hmm. Uh, I do remember this, Gabe. Do you remember the light bulb and honey store in the town square? <laughs> light bulb and honey? No. There was a store that when I was there in 2008, and I think it was there for generations, literally just sold light bulbs and jars of honey, and that was their thing. <laughs> Obviously, Super- they were able, it was a sustainable business model. It sounds like <laughs> It sounds like pretty good. It was so bizarre. Like you, you could, I used to do a bit about it. I don't even know what the bit was, but, uh, it was, uh, it was insane. Well, anyway, guys, I'm it was Hager, yeah. Hager pottery. Hager pottery. Oh, okay. All right. Sounds Hager made pottery. up. <laughs> Jonathan's is easier. All right. Here's, here's a softball. Uh, this 1970s Western Illinois English professor went on to become one of NBC's most famous fathers in the 1990s. He was a professor at Western, and then he was a father in the 70s? Yeah. Yeah, I know this one. I he think. was a father on NBC in the 90s, right? One oh, of NBC's 90s. most famous fathers in the 1990s. Is it uh, Reginald Vale something from Family Matters? Nope. Mm. Is it... Uh, I'll just name all the TV fathers. I can just name them. Go, go. You want, you want a hint? Duffy? Was it Patrick Duffy? <laughs> step by step, no. Um, here's a hint. Uh, uh, toss salad and scrambled eggs. What? what? Oh, that the dad, Fraser Crane's dad. Yep. Uh, man, what is his name? He's in the movie Not Better Off Dead. Say anything. He's the dad. John mm. Mahoney. Mahoney. That's it. Yeah, he oh. is from Chicago, I think, isn't he? Something like that. 
Uh, that sounds sounds familiar. He is. He was actually born in in uh, in England. Oh, uh, according to Wikipedia, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, he 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 later uh, moved to Oak Park. So. Gabe, uh, bonus trivia: the dog, the Jack. We, we actually Harrier. lost Gabe again. Oh, we did. <laughs> We've lost four Bonus <laughs> trivia: the dog from that show went to Moraine Valley Community College. Oh, <laughs> <nice>. Well done. <laughs> Degree in dogology. That's right. All right. Well, that this will a... be this will be a real interesting episode of your podcast. But yeah, there's going to be a lot of hacks and slashes. Oh my god! It's like Gabe's gone. There's a rat. Oh, uh, Ryan doesn't know any <laughs> trivia questions. It it should require edits all over, but I'm not going to make any edits at all. I think yeah. <laughs> it, I think it, I think it, it listens better. Like oh yeah, right. just burn yeah. the candle for one. Right, right. So, mm-hmm. but no, no. We I think we've we've taken up enough of your time now, and you need to go uh, let the rat out of the yard. <laughs> Oh my so. god! I, I have a dog who's just slightly larger than a rat, and I thought it was him, and then I'm like, "Oh, it's not." Uh, so uh, I will go do that, gentlemen. Yeah. Thanks for having me on the show. I'd like to thank Ryan Buds for sitting in with us tonight. And a lot hanging of fun. in there, uh, uh, <laughs> hanging in there is more like it. Um, and uh, Ryan, thanks for being a good sport, and uh, keep up, uh, keep making us laugh, and making everybody else yeah. laugh. funny you, stuff, man. You need uh, an exterminator? You can. Uh, Text me and I'll get you one there. <laughs> right. Absolutely. L.A. Groupon exterminator. That's right. Um, so you can find out a lot more about Ryan at RyanBuds, that's with two Ds, dot com. Uh, also, you can check out his, he's got a full page for trivia as well, separate website, TriviaWithBuds.com. And then also he's at RyanBuds on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Google him. You can find him on Facebook as well. So really funny guy. Go out there and see Ryan too yeah. next time he check comes. Check out his podcast, yeah. the Trivia and, with and Buds check podcast. Out, exactly. Like Levi said, he's got a new podcast, a Trivia with Buds, which he's he's uh, taken into podcast form now as well. Has other comedians on there. Really funny stuff. Yeah. It's uh, it's a fun premise. Yeah, to just yeah listen to and do some shit yeah. in the house. Yeah. If you love pop culture, um, check it out. And pop culture and funny people. That's I like that stuff. Yeah, and it's not all. Like it's not stuff. all trivia. The, the trivia is an excuse to talk about other things. Exactly. And then they go back to the trivia, and it's fun. It's both. Yeah. 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 So a lot of stuff going on for Ryan. So there are many different ways you can find uh, out about him, but RyanBuds.com will take you to all those places that I just mentioned. All right, and also you can find out more about us at RockChew.com. You can find archived episodes. Um, you can find uh, just resources that we've discussed on the show uh you know are you are links to our facebook and and uh, field guide and, and instagram our field guide episodes everything you need to know about rockchew.com is right there um so check it out rockchew.com you can also find us on twitter and instagram at rock in chew so that's rock as in as in Prince Fielder no longer plays baseball. Aww, right? That that geez. that happened since Bonus the last out. time we yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Um, I always liked that guy. I was always rooting for. Oh, him. hey, hey, yeah. real quick. Uh, everybody needs to make sure that they uh, possibly update their RSS feed. That will yes. be changing soon. Um, you can uh, get that updated RSS feed on the website. Go to rockchew.com for everything. Um, and uh, yeah, please uh, tell all your friends as well. And also uh, the best thing you could do for us is subscribe to the podcast, uh, which you can do on iTunes. You can do on YouTube as well. Also, leave us uh, a comment. If you like us, tell us you like us. If you think the podcast sucks, just tell us it sucks, and we'll 
we'll try to stop sucking, I guess. <laughs> um, but anyway, Joe Matt. Um, but uh, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, please let us know how we're doing, um, and uh, we certainly appreciate everybody listening. So until next time, we'll see you during episode sixty-three. Uh, have a good night. Take care. Yep. Peace. See you on sixty-three.